Boozed and Confused is a comedy and weird topic podcast. Adult language may be used probably by me. While our episode topics may be educational in nature, we are not responsible if your children start dropping the F-bomb to their kindergarten class. Listener discretion is advised. Everybody. We are back. We are back. We're back. We're back. Uh I'm obviously Carol Ann. We'll see how long this applies, but I'm yeah. I'm Matt. <laughs> and welcome back to another episode of Boozed and Confused. Boozed and Confused. Yeah, thank you for the backup there. Uh yeah. We are back after a week hiatus. And uh, we'll chat a little bit about that, but uh before we really get into it. Just get the housekeeping shit out of the way. Just sweep it up. <laughs> Let's go. We are on all your favorite social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. And uh, if you want to reach out to us, you could DM us on any of those platforms. Or you could send us an email at boostingconfusedpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, I always appreciate the tags that we get and uh, the messages we get. So thanks, guys. Yeah, um, my attempt to get us on Parlor was, oh, was quickly oh shot down. Was quickly shot down. I started talking about uh, January sixth, apparently, and they're like, <laughs> "We don't talk about that here. <laughs> we don't talk about January sixth. <laughs> we don't talk about the sixth. Um, yeah. And uh, what else? If you like the pod and you want to support us, the best way you could do that is by leaving us a review and following or subscribing wherever you get your podcasts. And if you um, leave a review and you take a screenshot and you send it to us, we'll send you some Boost and Confuse stickers for free in the mail to your house. Like seven or 12 or yeah, like however many fit in one of those, um, uh, what do you call them? Those manila Oh, yeah, envelopes. the big boys. The big manila yeah, the big envelope, boys. yeah. Yeah. We've been talking a little bit about doing a, a rebrand. Well, we, we talked about it a long time ago, and then we just let the conversation die for a little bit. But I think we're coming up on two years of the pod, which is kind of crazy. So it might be time for a fresh new image. I think maybe just, you know, like a whole new name. Oh, what's the new name going to be? Sober and Concerned. No. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Yeah, we'll we'll run that by the executive producer tomorrow. We'll see what she says. Uh, let's see. What else? What are you drinking? What are you drinking? You go first. I, I always go first. I'm I'm drinking a Sierra Nevada because I just love Sierra Nevada beer. This is Sunny Little Thing. It's a citrus wheat ale, and it's five percent because I didn't want like a nine percent beer on a Monday. Oh, speaking of nine percent beers. <laughs> Uh, this right here is one of the New Belgiums. Who I, I love New Belgium. Um, love Fat Tire. Uh, Voodoo Ranger Juice Force IPA. Ooh. Um, you come there for the juice, but you stay for the Imperial IPA. Uh, it is 9.5%. Uh, it hits you like a freight train. It looks like you've already had a good amount of it. Um, no, I'd say I'm about a quarter of a can in. Okay. Maybe a half a can, quarter, okay. half. You know, like when you're watching a TV show and the actors have like a very obviously empty cup, but they have to act like it's full. I feel like that's what I'm watching right now. 
why don't you just drink the dang beer? <laughs> you know, I keep thinking about that as I'm watching shows and they're like drinking booze. Like yeah. I was watching Always Sunny last night and I'm sure they probably I'm sure they were drinking. That's mm-hmm. that that's see like that's best practice. That's best practice. Yeah. But yeah, this it's fantastic. Voodoo Ranger Juice Force IPA. Um it, it's citrusy. It is um an imperial IPA, which is dope. I love Imperial IPAs. Uh, and it's nine and a half percent. I like that number. Good night. I like that number. No, I got things to Good do. Good night. I got things to do. All right. Well, we're gonna we're gonna get into it. I think it's a shorter one. We're recording uh Monday. We usually publish Monday, so we're recording and it's gonna go straight to the published file. Uh, so you'll be getting this real hot and fresh. Yeah, the producer said wait for me to <laughs> like approve of things. Uh, and then she fell asleep at like 5.50. Yeah. There's just a lot of um, like loopholes we have to go through with her. I don't know if you guys understand the the whole editing process with the producer, but she's very particular and picky. So it's fine. We'll just go with it. But um, I guess really before we fully get into it, it's been a fucking news cycle. Um, it's been about a week since the mass shooting last week so we took last week off because there was yet another fucking mass shooting in the united states uh for all of our non-american listeners trust me we are as shocked and tired of it as i'm sure y'all are and you guys don't even have to fucking deal with it but this time it was really really fucking close to home for us um i think we needed a mental break and put our energy towards something a little bit more productive than the pod. So if you're looking for a way to help those in the community affected by the Highland Park, Illinois shooting last week, uh, we have a big link, uh, Google Doc, that's got so many resources. Uh, We have it on our Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. So you can access that there if you uh, want to help out. And it's not even just like donate. It's like hey, you could go give blood. There's like a huge blood shortage right now. So um, there's a lot of different ways that you could help if you if you want to be involved. But with that, less depressing headlines in the news this past week. Uh, talked about the Georgia Guidestones or what some call America's Stonehenge. You know, when you mentioned that people call it that, I, I had a lot of questions like, did they drag the stones without really any tools um, kilometers and kilometers from like the ocean side uh, to where they did it? And then did they somehow erect these stones again without any known tool mm-hmm. usage? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I have questions. I don't think so. Yeah, no, uh, it's literally just Stonehenge in um, appearance and nothing else. It didn't even look that much like Stonehenge. No, it's, um, I would say, Stonehenge-inspired. <laughs> yeah, okay. So uh, they were partially blown up, and then the standing remains were subsequently demolished, like, same day, I think, to avoid being a safety hazard. Um, who would blow up our very own Stonehenge? Who would blow up who, our Stonehenge? Who would? I feel like we're about to get into like the, a kids who done it book. The Georgia Guidestones. <laughs> Farmer Jenkins. It's like a little le- like le- lift a flap book. <laughs> it's like behind the bush. Are are there cats in the bush? No spot. Oh, That's a dog. Gosh. 
So we're not going to start a fucking witch hunt on today's podcast because I don't have the energy to do that. Are you counting the amount of F-bombs that I drop? Oh, I absolutely I have am. about two weeks worth. So. We've, we've been, I think, recording <laughs> like the actual show portion for about four and a half minutes. It's eight minutes in. Well, I mean like the actual show part, not the yeah. house. Oh, so. okay, yeah. All right, I'm just fine. keeping a running tally. Anyway, so we have no fucking clue who did it. And today is just to talk about the history behind the Guidestones and like fast forward a little bit to present day. So unlike Stonehenge, like you kind of already pointed out, there's a lot of discrepancies between the two. Uh, the monument wasn't thousands of years old. It was built pretty recently, like 1980. And I'm going to pretend like that wasn't over 40 years ago. It's like 20 years. Yeah. It, like what? The 15, 80s were 20, 20 years, years ago. <laughs> In one of the pods that I listened to every morning, they played a Blink-182 song and uh, called Aliens Exist. And they were like, oh, this song came out like 30 years ago. And it was like 1999 release date. And I was like, I didn't need this right now, but thank you. Do, um, no no okay yeah not 1999 being 30 years ago because i was born 10 years before yeah. that <laughs> and i'm just a little bit past 30 just Sorry, a little bit so that that would technically make it like it was like 23 years old or something like get that, your facts but, straight yeah um all right so anyways it's in albert county georgia which is about 100 miles away from atlanta just for reference um the guide stones were made of granite which is apparently a very big thing in this county um they're like known for it like what a interesting thing to be known for but that's fine i won't Yuck someone's yum. <laughs> I bet their motto is like, don't take us for granted. <laughs> oh, God, I'm sure it is. Or also, I'm not going to edit down that uh that I just had. So apologies for everybody. Goodbye who to still your left speaker. <laughs> um, so they're a, they were, I guess, about 19 feet tall. Um, and it was like six granite slabs combined. And they weighed about 237,000 pounds, which is a shitload. That is a... Very big monument. It's a lot of it's a lot of pounds. It's a lot of pounds. Um, so the entire point of the guidestones were that they would survive any like social or nuclear or economic calamity, and the monument would serve as like a guide for humanity. Hence, the guidestones. Here's where you're wrong, Bucko. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that obviously did not hold true. Um, so where the hell did these come from? I guess that's really the biggest mystery. Um, so in like mid-1979, a guy who went by the name of Robert C. Christian, uh, it's like his pseudonym, uh, R.C. Christian, commissions this structure on behalf of a, quote, small group of loyal Americans uh, and works with Albertton Granite um, Fishing Company okay. to have it built. Okay. Um, so RC, who I'll just be referring to him as that from now on, uh, said the stones would function as a compass, a clock, and a calendar, hence the whole guide part of it, um, and specifically wanted it to be able to survive catastrophic events, except for terrorist bombings, <laughs> apparently. Some mild vandalism. <laughs> Yeah, so R.C. Uh, Christian is apparently a reference to Christianity, in case that didn't seem obvious Wait. to anybody. <laughs> yeah, so Christian 
informed uh, Wyatt C. Martin, who is the president of Granite City Bank, of his hope that other conservation-minded groups in the country would also erect similar stones to form like an outer ring around the central structure. Um, so he told Martin that he wanted the monument to be erected in a rural area away from crowds and tourists. Um, what's really interesting is he bought um, this land. It was like the five acres or whatever. He bought the highest part of the county, uh, I guess, to better serve as like the compass and the, you know, clock and all the other shit. That the they city had. on a hill. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he said that, like, his inspiration for the monument came after visiting Stonehenge, but said that there was no message from Stonehenge. <laughs> so he wanted something that would put humanity in the right direction. Maybe they just washed off of Stonehenge. Maybe they had all the answers. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what I'm saying. Like, Stonehenge is 5,000 years old, at least. I don't know. At, I didn't, I didn't fact check that. It's in Wales. That was a shocker for me. Mm-hmm. It was in Wales. It's still in Wales. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not like they moved up. So a guy who worked at Elberton Granite goes by the name of Joe Fenley said that RC was a complete nut job <laughs> and tried to get him to not commission this piece. Uh, and he tried to sway him by providing a quote that was like astronomically higher than what the actual price would be. Uh, and R.C. accepted the quote, which was shocking. He was like, yeah, we'll pay it. It's fine. Uh, and then when they started to figure out payment, R.C. said that he represented a group that had been planning on constructing the Guidestones for like 20 years and that they all wanted to remain anonymous. How bizarre is that? And like nothing is known about this group. Were you going to say something? I, I was thinking of something to say. Just a large group of benefactors. Yeah. Yeah. With there that you go. with that money. Yeah. So um they chose that location or they said that they chose that location because of the high amount of granite and because the weather would be ideal for the monument. I'm assuming it's like pretty mild weather there in Georgia. I can't imagine that there's too much that really comes your way. The handful of times I've been to the South, it's just oppressively hot yeah. and awful. Yeah. And I don't care to stay there. Yeah. No, thank you. Also, the traffic in Georgia is terrible. Is so. it? I wouldn't know. Well, near Atlanta, at least. So, The estimated cost of the Georgia Guidestones was over $100,000 in the 80s, which would be about... Four hundred thousand dollars in today's oh, money. Oh, okay. Well, that's it's that's still that moderately affordable from a a, a small group of yeah. <laughs> very wealthy people. Yeah. So RC purchases these five acres from a local farmer. He's like a cattle farmer, and he's like, "Yep, here you go." Um, and then gives a scale model and like ten pages of specifications over to this granite company that he's commissioning uh, the guidestones from. So the top of the guidestones. Uh, I have a basic message that says, let these be guidestones to an age of reason. And that's in like four different languages. Um, the granite slabs individually have their own writing and they list the guides. Think of this as like literally the Ten Commandments, um, but it's in Arabic, Chinese, English, Hebrew, Hindi, Russian, Spanish, and Swahili. They really hit all the major languages. Yeah. Um, so if you're ready for this, 
Um, I feel like the guides get a little bit yuckier every time you get to the next one. So just bear with me. Oh, okay. Let's yeah, go. they're they're Let's pretty go. yucky. Um, the guides were number one: maintain humanity under five hundred million in perpetual balance with nature. I'm gonna rate these out of ten. Okay. Um, <laughs> what's the scale? One is what like mild. Ten is like moderately eugenicsy. <laughs> no, ten is like great, great idea. Okay. One is like, like terrible idea. I'm gonna okay. go. I'm gonna start off with uh, so five hundred million. Yep. As in like total population. Total of total the po- world yeah, of the world, in perpetual balance with nature five okay because that can go either way sure (laughs) i don't know if you want to rate this one i'm gonna rate it guide reproduction wisely improving fitness and diversity that sounds really nazi-ish it is really nazi-ish yeah uh, i told uh, you it gets a little bit i'm I'm gonna go one yeah uh unite humanity with a new uh with a living new language I don't know what that means. Six, good luck. Sure. <laughs> Rule, passion, faith, tradition, and all things with tempered reason. Six, questionable. Sure. Protect people and nations with fair laws and just courts. Oh, like eight and a half. Sure. Uh, let all nations rule internally, resolving external disputes in a world court. Four. Okay. I'm giving out a four because... Because it's in Georgia. Sure, yeah. Avoid petty laws and useless officials. Three. I like the pettiness Mm -hmm. of local (laughs) politics. Great. Uh, Balance personal rights with social duties. Solid seven. Okay. Prize truth, beauty, love, seeking harmony with the infinite. One. That one sounds like like emo poetry. Mm Mm-hmm. Be not a cancer on the earth. Leave room for nature. Leave room for nature. They say it twice? Yes. If it was said once, I'd give it an eight. It's said twice, I subtract two. So it's six. Okay, great. So according to the guides, all this shit was what was going to steer humanity in the right direction. Th- this, after is, the this is going to figure... Because it's happening. Well, no, it's just that's what they built this for. It was literally like in the event of a doomsday, go to the Guidestones and see what they say. I, I, Can you imagine the Walking Dead? They go to the Guidestones expecting it to be like Coral. Their, <laughs> their way to rebuild humanity. And they're like, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> Coral, we figured it out. Um, it was also reported, like, I think there's something inscribed on the stones that indicated that there was a time capsule under the stones. Um, there was never any date provided as to, like, when they should, like, dig the stone or the, the uh, time capsule up. Um, but, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that. Um, so the guide stones, they're fully erect. <laughs> 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 that Cheers. was not a, that was not a genuine laugh don't patronize no me. that was funny it's it's a wiener joke i like wiener jokes just call nine thanks uh the guide stones bring in about twenty thousand visitors every year from like all walks of life all over the world apparently you're kidding no it's like a pretty popular thing i guess Twenty thousand. yeah as a tourist location a year in the Those, middle of like nothing, yeah. 
those are okay numbers. Yeah. If it's in the middle of nowhere. I think they also had uh, some sort of agreement that around the Guidestones, they wouldn't allow any like cheesy touristy shits. So, like when you go to the Cliffs of Moher in Ireland, it's not just the cliffs. Now there's like 15 shops and like little touristy, like I, I went to the Cliffs of Moher and all I got was this t-shirt that said feckin' idiot. I found it. a poffin. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so none of that. It's literally just the Guidestones. Um, so now we're going to talk a little bit about who who R.C. was. And we'll fast forward to like this past week. Um, so a man who identified himself as Robert Christian published a book titled Common Sense Renewed in 1986. And that's it, I'm sorry. He's no. got some big shoes to fill. What do you mean? Common Sense. Oh, yeah. Carry on. I'm sorry. <laughs> Carry on. So it described the ideology of the Guidestones and the author, supposedly Robert Christian, wrote, quote, I am the originator of the Georgia Guidestones and the sole author of its inscriptions. I have had the assistance of a number of other American citizens in bringing the monument into being. We have no mysterious purposes or ulterior motives. We seek common sense pathways to a peaceful world without bias for particular creeds or philosophies. Uh, that's 1986. Have yes. you ever read Thomas Paine's no, Common Sense? I have not. Okay. This just sounds extremely it's it's um, pardon me yeah uh, it, it's it's extremely what's the word like this guy probably likes to smell his own i'm farts. the new i'm the yeah, new Matt's thomas rubbing Payne. his nipples i'm the new thomas <laughs> Payne. common sense yeah you're not wrong uh so here's where things get a little spicy big shoes yeah big shoes big clown shoes <laughs> So a documentary from 2015 called Dark Clouds Over Alberton claims to contain the true identity of R.C. Um, so they interviewed a man named Wyatt Martin, who was a banker who was involved in the final arrangements of the stones construction and apparently was the only one to know the true identity of R.C. Yes. Is he R.C.? No. Can you spoil this for me? No, he's not R.C. I, I promise. Yeah, actually, this episode written by M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> wow. Um, so in the documentary, uh, Martin shows some like correspondences with R.C., which shows he was writing from a specific home address in Fort Dodge, Iowa. Okay. And then Martin said that a letter he had received from... Um, like July 14th, 1998, stated R.C. was about 78 years old at that point and that he had received his last letter from R.C. around 2001. Okay. They also find a letter to R.C. from a Mr. Mary Man. Okay. M-E-R-R-Y or? Yes. Like a happy man. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. So they learn after contacting the publisher of Common Sense Renewed, um, that it was published by a man named Robert Merriman, uh, born in 1918, died in 1992. They also identify a physician um, through a bunch of like political contributions and some other shit, like very back-ended way of, of finding out who, but they identify a physician named Herbert Hinsey Kirsten, born in 1920, died in 2005, as the owner of the house at that return address in Iowa during the time of cor correspondence mm -hmm, as going mm -hmm, back and mm -hmm. forth. 
So Kirsten is apparently a low German variant of Christian, which uh, the plot thickens. Okay. So a nephew of Robert Merriman told the documentary filmmakers that Merriman and Kirsten had been friends. And now here's where things get a little like, ugh. Okay. So in his obituary, Kirsten was identified as a naturalist who was very involved in environmental and world population issues. Um, a local historian from the county also told filmmakers that Kirsten had been known in the community for his very vocal views about population control, <laughs> said he was racist to his fingertips, and had bragged about his friendship with a man named William Shockley. He's a mild eugenicist. Yeah. <laughs> this man's a mild <laughs> eugenicist. So apparently William Shockley, I had no idea who this was before, uh, was well known in the 70s for some really horrific views that he had, um, like saying black people were inferior to white people. And uh, he believed society should discourage reproduction by those he considered less fit. Uh, so terrible people, horrible people. Oh, okay. Yeah. This so is... so now you kind of understand, like, it's really interesting. So uh, we both listen to a podcast, If They Don't Want You to Know. It's a really small podcast. You've probably <laughs> never heard of it's it. It's part, part of the iHeartRadio uh, like, world of That's a really small, <laughs> they're an up and coming, Yeah. what do you call it, like a radio uh-huh, uh-huh. production mm-hmm. company? Really small. Yeah. I hope super, they do well. Yeah, I'm sure they will. Um, but they are actually based out of Atlanta, Georgia. They're, yes. So uh, in their little Facebook group, someone had posted something about the Georgia Guidestones. They had like just gone the week before it was blown up. And then all of the conspiracies after it was blown up uh, started flooding in. Some people were like, you know what? Actually, like, don't care. I don't care for this to be rebuilt. I don't care that it was destroyed because the guy who commissioned it was a giant piece of shit. I didn't really know what they were talking about until I did this research. Yeah, I I know that we were probably like I think like driving somewhere and this came up and I was like, oh no, not the Georgia Guidestones. Yeah, the Georgia Guidestones. Yeah, and I also didn't know what the um like individual guides quote unquote. Uh, said until today i had no idea that it was like mildly very eugenics-y <laughs> yeah i think yeah. the the average rating i have for each of those guides is like a four and a half or like a three yeah yeah probably two and a half two and 2.6 yep average yep um so in more recent days before the shit got blown up the guidestones were like making a comeback in the headlines I thought you were saying like, tourism. I was like, oh, I wonder why. Yeah, no. Um, so in May, a Republican candidate for governor, Candace Taylor, said that the site was satanic and vowed to destroy it via executive order if elected. Okay. Um, if you nominate me, I'm going <laughs> to dynamite this. If you nominate me president of the state georgia i'm gonna dynamite this myself oh my god it's also worth noting that this um monument was county um owned it was like Mm -hmm. their land their monument so uh yeah that kind of makes things really tricky when you think about like oh you just blew up a local government monument you, who was employed by the government, <laughs> has destroyed 
government property. Um, so I guess there was also a ton of like social media like interest that came up after Candace Taylor said this. Um among like evangelical Christians and like fringe conspiracy theorists. Um not us. <laughs> I promise I won't blow up your godstones, even though I don't agree with them. So anyways, July 6th, uh, just a little less than a week ago, there's an explosion at the site. It destroyed the Swahili Hindi language slab, um, caused pretty significant damage to the capstone. Uh, residents that live nearby um, heard and felt explosions around 4 a.m., so it was a pretty big blast. It's, it must have been. That's a late night or like an early morning. Yeah, um, there's actually a video of it. You can watch the CCTV footage, um, but it shows like a vehicle leaving the scene. Police are investigating, obviously, um, but they had to take down the rest of it uh, just for safety reasons, you know, um, so that it didn't collapse on anybody. But also to report there was no time capsule beneath the Georgia Guidestones. What do you think they would have put in there from the 1980s? I have no idea. I hope they would have added a VHS of Stranger Things season two. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, season two. Yeah. Um, so that's uh, that's today's episode. There's some talks about like, oh, get the band back together, put the Godstones back up. Let's um, let's update those Godstones. Yeah. God, can you imagine what like? Oh, I don't even want to know. Yeah, I don't want to know. But that's uh, that's it for today. So thanks so much for joining us. We'll see you next week at some point. Don't know what the hell we're going to talk about, but we'll see you. I'm going to watch this video. Thanks for coming in uh, to the pod today. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being you. Have a day. Have have a day. Have a day. Have a great rest of your week. Have a great rest of your day. Let's not throw Let's too not much on too them. Much. Yeah, you're right. Just get through tomorrow. <laughs> All right. Bye. Goodbye.